And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent ya. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto, or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. You know if you follow this podcast, I like to call games like this big boy games. Games that will tell me a lot about what the team's makeup is, the nuts of the team. You know, you're playing against a squad that you could run into in the playoffs. You've had some very close battles with them recently before the All-Star break. So this is a game that will tell you a lot. You know, you come in and, again, this could be a preview of a first-round playoff matchup. As mentioned, if you follow the pod, you know I call these the big boy games. And for the Raptors to come out in this game and lay the smackdown 127 to 81 against the Indiana Pacers. Again, 127 to 81, which is the largest margin of victory in Toronto Raptors franchise history. For you to do that in a big boy game? Okay. This is getting me hype. And this is ahead of a big game against the Bucks on Tuesday. So this this tells me the Raps are ready. The Raps are focused. They came out of the break ready to go. And we're ready to go on this podcast as well. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in, whether you do live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptors game for the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. You can catch that on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. We take your comments and questions there as people are already fired up and filtering in as the Raptors, the Raptors wave is lit right now. Also, though, we take your comments and questions on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And here's the thing. Wherever you're listening to the pod, as people start to find out more and we build this out, bless us with a like. Bless us with a retweet. Spread the love that is the Wrap It Up podcast as this Toronto Raptors team continues to do work. If you are on Instagram, though, and you're seeing the feed that's up there, we can take your comments and questions there or... Go to the link in bio, click the link, that gets you to the full feed. That is on the Twitter stream where you see the full set, you get the proper audio, all that fun stuff. And don't worry, we can still take your comments there in a great chat as well on the Periscope and Twitter feed. Because this is interactive and I love touching base with the fans to see, just catch the mood. See how hype the wave is right now in Toronto. And I mean, considering what happened Saturday night at the ACC... (laughs) I think a game like this by MLSE's other team was desperately needed. And as my boy Timmy Haggs pointed out on Twitter, uh, is it time that we kind of consider, should they change the name to Raptors Sports and Entertainment? Save that conversation for another day. But (laughs) not even going to mention what happened to that other team last night. Just going to say, I would feel a lot more rattled about what happened to that other team if the Toronto Raptors weren't the defending NBA champs and not even just that the way that the raps come out to continue to show just how much like heart they have and I hate saying that because it almost sounds so cliche but when we call these things big boy games like that's us as fans watching and you know trying to gauge how much are we investing our emotions into this team in the championship run you know what I'm saying and 
for the Raps as a, as a team, as an organization, as the players, to them, they know the Bucks game is coming, but they know that the Indiana Pacers could also be their first round matchup. So now you find yourself in a situation where you have a chance to send a message, to send a real live message that we're ready, we're ready to go for the second half of the season and into the playoffs, and you got to give it to the leadership of the Toronto Raptors team because Kyle Lowry comes out again and there's a lot of talk about Kyle Lowry and unless you watch Kyle Lowry night in night out, you're not really going to gauge just what he does and what he means to the team, which is why I never really like I take what American media says with a grain of salt because we know they don't really watch Kyle Lowry or the Raptors. But what I do know is especially during this run and especially during this season, Kyle Lowry, what has he's done such a great job of this season is pushing the pace and setting the tempo for this Toronto Raptors team and everyone else just has to follow. And the way that this game started, right out the gate, you could tell one team was ready to send a message and the other team was probably out at regulars last night. If you know, you know what I say. The other team was out at regulars last night. But anyways, here's the thing. Right out the bat, Serge Ibaka getting some nice feeds from Kyle, just as mentioned, right? Serge comes out with a quick seven points. Kyle knocks down a three after that. 10-1 run to start. Siakam hits a three, makes it 13-1. The Raps were just, you know, it was almost as if, I don't know if there's boxing fans listening to this, but it was like what Fury did to Wilder last night. He just came out from the beginning and took the fight to Wilder. And that's what the Raptors did. They like just kept punching the Pacers, and the Pacers couldn't react. And before they knew it, they were getting blown out. Mind you, they started out 0 for 8 from the floor. Meanwhile, the Raptors started off on a 15-1 run, and by the time the Raps went to their bench, first play from the bench was Terrence Davis driving in for a huge slam. When you're coming out and setting a message like that, you're not even giving the Pacers a, t a chance to get comfortable in their settings on the road. And... Road games are tough to begin with. There are certain places that are difficult places to play. And the ACC, or uh, what's it called? Scotiabank Arena, pardon me, kind of has a rep of a tough place to play when the fans are rocking and when the team's playing well. And in a game like this, the Pacers didn't have a chance. From the get-go, it was just lights out. And it wasn't just the offense. I'm obviously mentioning the points and the run that the Raptors got out to. That tells you a little bit of something-something, right? But... The defense that the Toronto Raptors brought, even going back to last season, it's always why this team will be competitive. Because the one thing you can bank on is night in, night out, they are going to grind it out at the defensive end. And Kyle's going to take charges. Freddie's going to get into passing lanes. Siakam's going to be all over the place, helping and reacting and doing all these things, going from the paint to contesting shots at the perimeter. Surge, we know what Surge does, Iblaka in the paint. This team, though, once you come out in that first quarter and the Toronto Raptors are up 34-12, to 12, you hold the Pacers, a legitimate playoff team, to 12 points in the first quarter, and they shot 17%. It's lights out. It's lights out. It's just effort. And the Toronto Raptors come out with that effort on a nightly basis, and that will give you a chance to win big in this league night in night out and you know it was a tough night for the Pacers because they never actually got things going 
right? The second quarter was much of the same. The third quarter, like, they never even really made a run to kind of make it like, oh, maybe they could come back. I felt like for the majority of the game, it was like a 25-point lead for the Raps, even getting all the way up to what? What was the highest lead of the game here? 46 points? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That's insane. Also, too, the 81 points given up by the Raptors is a season low in terms of points given up this season. So I, I don't know what to say about this team at this point. These guys are just focused. They're ready. And no matter what goes down the rest of the year, you got to just tip your cap to this Toronto Raptors team, the players, the organization, because these guys have laid it all out on the line and whatever I keep saying this and people take it as I'm dissing the raps when I'm really not when I say that this season regardless of what happens is already a success people take that as a disrespect as if I'm trying to say I think they're gonna lose in the playoffs whereas it's the opposite there's part of me that doesn't really care like I know they'll win around but there's part of me that's like I've seen enough from these guys that yeah you want to rock with these guys. You're going to cheer for these guys. You are invested and in rooting for the success of this team because what they've shown you they're capable of is at least you know it's effort. They're not the ones getting ever getting blown out by 20 or 40 points. Like You just can't see that happening to this team. And I mean, I'm saying that and feeling good about saying that before the Bucks game. And you know, the Bucks are a problem right now. The Bucks are taking down teams like it's nothing. They are up there for the record in terms of points differential in NBA history. So this is the Raps are playing well at a great time, and it's perfect to see that they're in that right mindset to set up that big boy matchup against Giannis and company on Tuesday. And it's something me, Foots, and Q were talking about a couple days ago on the last pod. But it's the Raps have to keep that same energy against Giannis and the Bucks. Right, We saw great games tonight from Pascal. Pascal played all right. I thought the thing with Pascal was he stayed within himself. Wasn't really forcing anything. 21 points, 8 of 12 shooting. And I love the way that there was a point in the second quarter where every time he looked up and it was either it was TJ Warren on him, okay, you're getting post work, feet work, bucket. If it was Brogdon on him, you're too small, that's a bucket. If it was Turner on him, he gave him a little nice step back fadeaway. Either way, Siakam was playing within himself, but taking whatever the matchup was and you turning that into his advantage. And that's how he's got to be successful if he's going to be the guy, not even just now, but into the playoffs and the real, real second season when that begins. So great night for Pascal. Kyle Lowry finishes with 15 or 16 points and 11 rebounds, or sorry, let me get this straight. Kyle Lowry finishes with 16 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, 5 steals for Kyle Lowry as he now is on a what? A run of 6 straight double-doubles, career best, 6 straight double-doubles for Kyle Lowry. And this is where it comes back to leading by example. Kyle and Fred pushing the pace on a night where Freddie didn't even really shoot well. Freddie was 3 for 12 in this game. It didn't really matter. Indiana wasn't focused. They weren't ready for, for prime time at all. And the Raptors just took care of business. Another big game again from Serge Ibaka as he got the post-game interview. And Serge, he's telling you the mentality that this team has right now. They are focused. 
They are ready. And hey, when Mark comes back, when uh, Norm comes back, so excited to see what happens down the stretch. And the beauty of the NBA schedule before the playoffs, it's such a great marketing move by the NBA and what they do because they have all these national TV games, right, in the States where it's either Tuesday night on TNT, Wednesday night on ESPN, Thursday on TNT, Friday on ESPN, Saturday on ABC, Sunday on ABC. Those are all nationally televised, like, big-time, prime-time matchups. So when you look at the top teams in the league, all of their schedules get pretty difficult because every matchup is going to be, what, Celtics-Lakers, or Bucks sixers or... Raptors Bucks or Clippers Lakers like it's all going to be primetime matchups because they're setting up for you know to hype up the sked to get the fans hype for the playoff run and it starts for the Raptors against the the Bucks on Tuesday obviously but another big game that happened today was the Celtics losing to the Lakers and giving the Raptors a bit more cushion for that number two seed as we talked about on the last pod the two seed is very important. I mean, you'd much rather play the Nets than having to play whether it's Indiana or Miami or Philly, depending on who drops down to the sixth spot. But the Raps getting a win and Boston getting a loss, that's huge. But as the schedules tighten up, the Raps got a bunch of games against the Bucks down the stretch as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. And games like this, the big boy games, Always a telltale sign, a measuring stick, some might say, to see how the Toronto Raptors are doing. And with Kyle Lowry, Serge, and Pascal leading the way, it's a good job for the Raps. And when you get these blowout games and you give guys opportunities to, to get in the game and get more shots, and you got Matt Thomas coming off the bench, getting his career high 17 points, letting him build some confidence as minutes, especially once Norm's come back, might be difficult for Matt Thomas to get, but to give him that opportunity tonight, it's great. To see him just wet shots because you know what he's capable of. Terrence Davis, we know his glow-up continues this season as well. He continues to play well. Hollis Jefferson has just been such a bright spot off the bench because, again, coaches love when they know what they're going to get from you night in, night out. And I think night in, night out, they know from Rondé Hollis Jefferson you're going to get effort, you're going to get grit, you're going to get, my guy's going to be diving on the floor, getting after loose balls. This Raptors C, man, it's a lot of fun. Also a lot of fun, though, is taking the comments and questions from the fan base. Because I know, as mentioned, the fan base is hyped up. And so, as always, as mentioned, what we try to do here is take your comments and questions on this The Wrap It Up podcast. Whether you are with us live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, or on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you ever miss the pod, just know we got you covered, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, all those places. Like and subscribe. Uh, bless us. Share the love that is the Raptors post-game show because, hey, this team, the way that they're playing, they deserve the love and fan base and support from the fan base. Pardon me. But as mentioned, let's get to some comments and we'll start out on Twitter as Mike says, two and a half games up on Boston. Also says, Nick Nurse is a god for adjusting. Um, Nick Nurse continues to do a great job for this team. And I think that if you're the Toronto Raptors, you feel good about where you're at right now in terms of 
You've seen what you've got with this squad. You know that the blessing in disguise that the injuries were was it forced Nick Nurse's hand to go to his bench and kind of continue to, you know, allow guys to develop and grow, but also to figure out their role within the team. Because I think that's key, right? Terrence Davis knows he's got to come off the bench and be energetic and give a spark off the bench. Rondé knows he's got to mess things up when he comes off the bench. Matt Thomas knows I got to get... I got to get shots up and I got to hit threes. Same thing for Boucher. I got to get on the glass, be defensive. Like you're seeing it now. And that's kind of been the blessing of all these injuries. It's the depth that this Raptors team has. Uh, let's get some more comments. Jay Simone says, too bad the Leafs can't be more like the Raps. Definitely the best team in Toronto. Uh, Mike says, Leafs are not allowed in the hustle pod. <laughs> I like that. It's very true. Gordon says the Raptors come out uh, come out against the Bucks, letting them know the game is going to be about defense. I mean, that's pretty interesting. That's an interesting take, you know, because the Bucks, if you remember, I know everyone talks about the fact that the Raptors won four straight games against the Bucks to eliminate them from the playoffs. And of course, the main reason why people think that happened was obviously Kawhi finally got some help, right? Freddie came alive and couldn't miss. Norm started getting busy. Kyle found his stroke. And all these things culminated in the Raptors coming back and winning that series. But the main key to that series to me was the Raptors' continued effort at the defensive end. Nothing came easy for Giannis, especially, but Kawhi completely took Chris Middleton out of that series. And so... Now, there's no Kawhi, but OG kind of has that job on the defensive end where you got to eliminate guys. So, I don't know what the matchup's going to be, who's going to guard Giannis. They're probably going to give a bunch of guys some opportunities to guard Giannis. But the point remains, defensively is how you got to slow down that Milwaukee Bucks team. Because you know they like to get up and down, they like to shoot threes, they like to push the pace. And Giannis especially loves to just get going downhill. What I mean by downhill is everything is north and south towards the basket. And once he gets a full head of steam going, it's up to you as a defense to slow him up. And that's what the Raptors did such a good job of last year in terms of building the wall at the basket, stopping Giannis from getting all the way to the cup, trying to force him into some mid-range game. So can they do that again? We'll see but they'll get a couple more chances down the stretch and we'll get to see it on Tuesday night. So yeah, I, I totally agree with Gordon's point. Raps, the key on Tuesday's got to be to come out on the defensive end and make make your point made that, hey, we're here trying to stop you. We're not just going to let Giannis and these guys go crazy. As I saw your man's Joel Embiid, who on one day, one night calls himself the best player in the league and the next night can only put up 17 points against the Lopez Twins. Joel Embiid, jeez, story for another day, story for another day, uh, let's see, someone's asking here, Logan says, I hope Power would turn with what he was doing before he left, because him and Abaka off the bench, totally agree, that gives the Raptors such a key, just a solid bench, if you're talking your bench is Norm, uh, Rondé, Serge Abaka, Terrence Davis, that's a solid bench right there. And you keep one of the starters in. I don't know. That's a really dope bench if you if you ask me. And I think that if you give them enough time to, you know, get back into the, the roles 
you know, everyone's defined roles and rotations. I think that will really be a key for the Toronto Raptors down the stretch. So hopefully Norm's back pretty soon. I'm going to switch over to Instagram now because I know the Instagram peeps like to get mad at me saying that I've abandoned them, (laughs) which is not true because I always big up the regulars that are on the Instagram feed that have been rocking with us from the beginning of time on this podcast. So to get to some of those comments now, uh, someone on Instagram says, this is the golden, is this the golden age of the Toronto Raptors? I think that's pretty obvious because there's a little thing called an NBA championship that happened last year. Um, Austin checks in and says, the fact that we did that to the Pacers and not a garbage team is crazy to me. And you know what? Austin is totally right. You cannot overemphasize that fact enough. Like, if you think about it, go back to last pod. We sat here, myself, my guy Foots and Q, and Foots brought up the point that he thought one of the one of the most difficult teams you might have to get matched up with in the playoffs was the Indiana Pacers. And so for us to legitimately have that conversation, the Pacers are a good team. And sometimes teams get caught. But if you're going to look at this team and say that on the one hand, we think that they're a very good team and they could be making moves. And then on the the flip side of things, you look at it and you say that the Raptors blew them out of the gym. Hey, what what more do you want from a Toronto Raptors team than that? I just thought that's a great look. And we can't underestimate the fact that the Raptors just beat the, the pants off of a really, really, really good team. Obviously, there's no Oladipo. Obviously, Jeremy Lamb was out after he suffered a, an injury that didn't look too good at all. But the message was sent. The Raptors are real. Alex says, this wasn't a gym run. This was a good old-fashioned ass-whooping. I mean, you're right. And I feel like the Raptors turned it into a gym run. <laughs> but point remains, ass-whooping. Uh, Fresh 59 says, if only we could hide Matt Thomas on defense, that boy can shoot. I kind of think that's a disrespect to Matt Thomas because I don't think he's as bad defensively as we make him out to be. But even if that is the case, I think the Raptors in terms of team defense are solid enough to cover up uh, whatever inefficiencies Matt Thomas might have on the other end. And I think that's a a good thing. It just shows the, the strength of the team is a defensive end that they can even cover off for someone who we deem, and I'm doing air quotes here, someone who's not as good defensively. But I think Matt Thomas, I think he gets a bad rap. And it's more so, you know, people making judgments off of what they see more so than the actual facts of what's happening on the floor. Because my guy, defense is effort. And as long as, you know, I see a guy out there running around giving effort defensively, trying to get in passing lanes, I'm okay with that. And I'm not mad at Matt Thomas at all. And hey, we know that boy can shoot. So keep the shots coming. Uh, Len says, at some point I started to feel bad for the Pacers. (laughs) I mean, it was pretty embarrassing. And the other part to this whole thing, if you're coming talking about the Indiana Pacers, is as a team, I don't know what's going on. Brogdon, like, they're just a lot of weird plays. Like, they're fumbling the ball. They're making terrible passes, missing wide open shots. I mean, Brogdon only had nine points in this game. Um, TJ Warren was three of 12. He had seven points in this game. Your man's Miles Turner, who I don't even understand what Miles Turner's deal is. But at one point, wasn't Miles Turner like an up-and-coming like paint protector center? Do you know what I mean? Like own the paint type center. And all of a sudden, my guy is just strictly trying to shoot threes and being super finesse. 
And the part I don't understand is there was one play where he got the ball in the post, made a little move, got an and one, and even on the broadcast, Leo was talking about it. That's what you need to see more from this guy. And then he didn't do it again. <laughs> and it's like, I don't get it. I, I understand the NBA, you know, has switched to everyone wants to shoot threes. But to me, the advantage of you still have a solid big guy inside. Like, just look at Serge Ibaka. It's not like Serge Ibaka has decided that he's going to turn things and make things, you know, into a strictly perimeter game. He might shoot the odd three, but Serge is still in there controlling the paint. And I think that's the key to what the Toronto Raptors have been able to do in terms of this whole, you know, league-wide trend of trying to turn everything into a perimeter game, even for the big guys. And I don't know, this team, the Pacers, you look at them, and Sabonis, 14 points, but that's only on 6 of 16 shooting. He gives you 11 rebounds, 5 assists. He played, nah. But all in all, I don't know what's what, what the... The real problem was with the Pacers tonight, but lens point remains. At some point, I mean, it might have made sense to feel bad for them. Pastor Wesley checks in and says, that's got to suck being a Pacers fan, seeing Stanley Johnson check in the game with nine minutes left. <laughs> Alex says, the best record through 57 games, longest win streak in franchise history, biggest margin of victory in franchise history, and a fellow playoff, oh, sorry, Largest margins of, of victory against a franchise. Wow, I can't read all of a sudden. Biggest margin of victory in franchise history against a fellow playoff contender. What a season so far. Thank you, Alex. Great comment. Next time, I'll try to read it better. <laughs> uh, let's see so many more comments filtering in. Really appreciate you guys rocking with us. Austin says ESPN tomorrow is just going to be talking about how they didn't have Oladipo. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well played. Well played. Appreciate those comments. So much more coming in on Twitter as well. As I switch back, Strong Delusion says Nick Nurse should get Thomas cooking for the playoffs. I'm a big fan of Maddie. Um, slow down. Slow down a little. I like Matt Thomas too, but let's keep it a buck. He's not playing over Terrence Davis. He's not playing over Norm. Maybe he'd play over McCaw. But we know the love affair that Nick Nurse has with Patrick McCaw. And I would even stick to the point that Patrick McCaw is more valuable to you in the playoffs because he plays defense. And we know how much defense is valued more in the playoffs than being able to just hit a three when I think that you can get three-point shooting from other places. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. More comments. More comments here. Jay Shutterbug says the Raptors are so excited for this game. They just went super. And I mean, to come out like that from the get-go again, you're setting a statement. You're telling the other team, listen, man, you don't want none of us in the playoffs. That's what I got from the Raptors in that game. That's the message they were sending to the Indiana Pacers. You might think you, you want us in the playoffs. Nah, switch that up. Better hope you're playing against the Sixers or better hope you're playing against someone else because you don't want the smoke with the Toronto Raptors. And I love that mentality from the team. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing some comments here about possible places people think the Pacers might have been out partying last night, <laughs> which again, I just said regulars. I'd, I was making a joke. I'm not saying that they were out at regulars. I'm just saying that's the type of performance that, 
teams who do frequent those places <laughs> when they're in town to play the Raptors, those are the type of performances they tend to put up the next night. That's all I'm saying. But again, big win for the Toronto Raptors as they come out with a 127 to 81 victory over the Indiana Pacers. The win moves the Toronto Raptors to a franchise best start at 42 and 15. Again, 42 and 15. Raptors now have a two and a half point game cushion for second place over the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference as the Celtics lost earlier today to the Los Angeles Lakers. Raps have won nine games in a row at home. And I mean, this is the largest margin of victory in franchise history. Again, at 127 to 81. 81 points. The lowest point total scored by an opposing team against the Raps this season. That's insane. In this era of the NBA, when you're holding a team to 81 points, a good team to 81 points, you know you're doing something right. As mentioned, Kyle Lowry with his sixth straight double-double as Lowry finished this game with 16 points and 11 assists. Also give him seven rebounds. Also give him five steals. Because that those are the kind of things that Kyle Lowry does. Serge Ibaka also with a double-double. 15 points, 15 rebounds. As mentioned, Pascal Siakam finishing with 21 points. Matt Thomas getting some burns here as the Raps were blowing out the Pacers. He had 17 off the bench. A career high for him. 5 of 7 from three-point land. As the real Toronto Raptors continue to roll. But now... Their sights are set on the next matchup, which is Tuesday night against Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. Huge game for the Toronto Raptors. And hey, if this night against the Pacers tells me anything, it's that the Raptors are definitely ready for Giannis and company. And I can't wait to see that game because we're seeing now that the Raptors know how to get up for an occasion. And that's what big boy games are about. That's what the playoffs are about. Do you have another gear to take it to? And the Raptors had that gear today against the Pacers. The Pacers did not. What will happen on Tuesday? I'm not sure, but I am sure that I will be back here to discuss it with you on this The Wrap It Up podcast as we are live after every Toronto Raptors game on Twitter, live at Shell Alexander, taking your comments and questions. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander taking your comments questions live as the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show there is also if you happen to miss this live no worries we got you covered for your commute for your workout the next day whatever we got you wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes Spotify YouTube Google Play SoundCloud like and subscribe rate us all that fun stuff that happens online <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. And also remember, too, the conversation continues. We're here right now for about a half hour after each game. But just know the conversation continues 24-7 online wherever you get this podcast. The comment section, especially on like YouTube, is Fuego Fire with like-minded Raptors fans just talking about this Raptors team as they continue on their epic title defense run. <laughs> And, I mean, hey, I'm in awe. Every time I think that this team has done something where I'm like, okay, I think I, I have a good gauge on this squad now, they go out and do something like this. So, would I be surprised if they go out and just dummy the Bucks? I can't even say that would surprise me because the way this Toronto Raptors team is playing right now, they're taking it to teams. 
doesn't matter who's across from them. So, hey, more power to them and more power to you guys as I hope you enjoyed this Wrap It Up pod as much as I did. Because as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.